Heal Thrive podcast. I'm your host, Erin Gray. And today we are being joined by the host of the Chakra Way podcast, Roseanne Niebuhr. We dive into all things elements and chakras, and this is just a heartfelt, incredible conversation. I'm so glad you're here. Let's get started. Today, I am so thrilled to welcome a dear friend and fellow Chakra podcaster, Roseanne Niebuhr from the Chakra Way. And Roseanne and I, gosh, I'm trying to think. I think I approached you back when Establishing Equilibrium was releasing, and she welcomed me onto her podcast, The Chakra Way, which I'll include a link down below. We had a wonderful conversation about Establishing Equilibrium, but have since had offline conversations, and I'm just so grateful to be in your presence and to share space and time and love with you. And I'm so honored and grateful that you're here to talk chakras with me today. So Roseanne, (laughs) welcome. I'm so happy you're here. And I'm so excited to dive in to this beautiful conversation today. Oh, thanks, Erin. It almost made me cry. That was so lovely. It's gorgeous to see, to see you and to spend time with you and to chat with you. It is it is just so wonderful to speak with somebody else who is so, as passionate about the chakras as as I am. So I really value this as well. And I rushed off, and it's it's not often that when I interview somebody, I go and buy their product. But I think you, I think there's two people I've ever done that with, and you're one of them. And the other one was just very recently. Mm. So yeah, and I adore your book. I think it's so brilliant and so easy to read and absorb. I just adore it. So yeah, thank you for thank you for coming into my life. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you. That is so kind. And I'm so grateful. Establishing equilibrium is helpful for you too. So one thing that we talked about on your podcast was that establishing equilibrium was one way to use the chakra system. So in the book, I talk about the principle of polarity and I recommend healing within the chakra system, using them as partners. But through that conversation, it actually came out that you use the chakra system in another way, which I think that's that's the beauty of this system is there are lots of different ways that we can apply the structure of the chakra system to heal our bodies and our emotions and our mind. And it came out that you really love to use the chakra system, the system of the elements, and you heal within the elements when you're working with your clients. So I thought that might be a fun conversation for us today. Yeah, no, I absolutely. I mean, for me, the chakras underlie every single way that you could possibly heal yourself. They're an underlying map to every different way you want to go, whether you're going, I don't know, Qigong or acupuncture or like whatever you're doing, in terms of healing yourself, the chakras mm-hmm. are there for me, which is why I love talking to people, you know, who have different modalities and weaving in and going, oh, so you've got seven, a seven point system, have you? Okay, well, let's see how that tallies up. And, and it will, you know, there's always mm-hmm. a way that it resonates somehow. But yeah, the elements, I think, are, they're really kind of fundamental. They are, a, and it's interesting when you, when you go back into sort of historic looking at the chakras and the chakra system, whilst it's been around for, you know, for millennia, the Western world only really came to the Western world in the early, I think it's 1918. So like early 19th century mm-hmm. and 1900s. And 
when we look at the elements, you know, the elements as a sort of a way of understanding the world has been there forever. Like the Babylonians, they had, they, they worked with a force, four element system. They had fire, earth, sky, and sea, which is fairly good and straightforward. Mm. And the Greeks had air, water, fire, earth, and ether, which is pretty much the standard that we all use now for the elements. The mm-hmm. Chinese, interestingly, when they you talk to the Chinese modalities about the elements, they include, they obviously have um, water, earth, and fire, but they have wood and metal. So slightly more sort of um, materialistic and sort of, to me, metal and wood come under the bracket of earth but it's interesting that in the chinese mm. system they have that sort of separate separation mm-hmm. yeah that they would break that down separately yeah yeah exactly in the japanese in the shinto tradition they have air water earth fire and then they have void so this is when when that first comes in is the is the japanese but then the hindu and the buddhist system they have air water fire earth and then akasha which and akasha mm-hmm. I guess it's similar to void, but it's that that dark matter, you know, the, that dark, mysterious matter in that astronomers seem to be quite excited about. It's the sort of the nothingness, <laughs> and everythingness, and is it heavy, is it light, is it everything, is it nothing kind of. <laughs> it's like that intangible mm-hmm. space that is between space, between, you know, in, in the universe. Did you ever watch The NeverEnding Story? I mean, this was decades ago. No, it was a movie. It was here in the U.S., but it was in the '80s. And there is a, it's a, a fable storybook story. But one of the themes in the book is it talks about the nothingness is coming, and the nothingness is like taking over the land. And then at the end of the movie, oh, spoiler, <laughs> but <laughs> it is the imagination and the light. And there's one speck of light that then as you build on that imagination and grow the light, it then defeats the nothing. So the nothingness took over, but then then there's this bright light that then ends up as people tap into the light and tap into their imagination, then it brings, it defeats the nothingness at the end. Yeah, yeah I love that. Wow. Yes. <laughs> when I love all this history on the elements, I think that is so amazing. And just to bridge that for our listeners, each energy center, each chakra is nourished by an element. So do you want to talk through each chakra? Do you want me to do that briefing? And then we can just talk about how you use them? Or would you just like to go with it? (laughs) Absolutely. No, I will. I will definitely go through it. Because the reason why I wanted to kind of give you all that sort of history is because it's for me, it's interesting because these things keep evolving. And mm-hmm. in the classic, very classic traditional chakra system, you would have from the base, your root chakra would be associated with earth. So the element there is mm-hmm. earth. And then at the sacral chakra, it would be water. At the solar plexus, it would be fire. At the heart, it would be air. And then at the throat, it would be ether, which is another way I think interpret that of being kind of void. Now, mm-hmm. I mm-hmm. really love pres- subscribing to Anadea Judith's little theory, which is you have those first four, so earth, water, fire, air to the heart, and then 
at the throat, instead of it being ether and the third eye and the crown, not really having any any element associated to it. What I love this is the throat being associated with sound, the third mm-hmm. eye being associated with light, and then mm-hmm. the crown being associated with consciousness mm-hmm. or thought. And for me, that's I like a bit of tangible stuff that I can really kind of get my hands into and and really relate to more strongly than just void nothing ether because how mm. how am i supposed to make that relevant to me in my life however mm-hmm. sound light and thought as those top 3 mm. are yes they're tangible they're you know they they're not graspable but they are understandable and i think mm-hmm. that as such much more useful and so when i you know, the way that I use those within my practice, so within not only within my yoga practice, but within the sort of healing modality and in the sort of in that side of things, I suppose, is to really work with what works in the natural world. So, mm-hmm. for example, the easiest one to get a grasp of is if you think about the solar plexus chakra, Manipura. And this element here is fire. And I think, you know, when we start applying the elements to the chakras, again, you can really see how relevant they are. So if someone has an overactive solar plexus chakra, their fire is burning too brightly and they're going to get heartburn or, uh, you know, indigestion or IBS or some kind of digestive issue. Now, we always, Mm -hmm. you know, we say, you know, they've got a lot of fire in their belly, you know, about whatever, like that that sort of inner fire is something that can damage as well as nurture. And so when I'm doing a chakra reading, I always ask people to go inside and visualize what their inner fire looks like. And I can't tell you, Erin, it's so interesting what comes back. I've had everything from somebody who's who had a fireplace, an indoor fireplace, and the fire, the flames were licking on the outside of the fire. They were coming sort of in, you know, mm-hmm. it was, it was burning, right? Had somebody else once who, mm-hmm. who had a boiler room, massive boiler room, and they had people in there shoveling. It was working so hard. They had people. They even had staff <laughs> in their <laughs> In their fire in their boiler room, like uh-huh. shoveling. But did that person feel like they couldn't do it themselves? Like they needed other people to to no, push them along? No, that, that person, and I hope they never listen to this. <laughs> that person <laughs> was, and I'm not as this indiscreet. But that person was, let's say, was very overactive in their energy in in every aspect of their energy. It was too much. They were like mm-hmm. very effusive, enthusiastic you know, took over a room, you know, that big, big mm-hmm. personality, really fun to be around, mm-hmm. really likable, but way too much. You know, they, they were sort of control. I need to be in control of everything. And yeah, right. it was an right. interesting. And then I've had people who've got like, you know, like a little blue pilot light, you know, mm-hmm. they've just got mm-hmm. like a little row of little pilot mm-hmm. lights. And it mm-hmm. illustrates so much about a person. And I think your inner fire will show you whether, you know, whether you are balanced or not. You know, you won't like to think of your inner fire like a fire that you would have in your home. You want it just right, keeping you warm. You want, you know, you want the Goldilocks fire, don't you? Not too warm, mm-hmm. not too hot, not too cold. <laughs> you want to have it just right. Yeah. So yeah, love it. 
<laughs> if somebody has an overactive solar plexus, if their fire is burning too bright in the elemental world, what would you do to to put that fire out? You would douse it with water. So mm. if the element of at the solar plexus is too active, I bring up the elements that live in the sacral where we have this beautiful pool of cool water mm-hmm. to bring that fire down. So how do we do that? We look at all the aspects in the sacral chakra. So what do we got there? We've got fun. We got pleasure, sensuality, Mm. creativity, flow. So it's inviting Mm. that person to go, do you know what? You just need to have a bit of fun, shake your hips, have a laugh, Go and see that mate that makes you howl with laughter. Go and watch a comedy show. Go to watch a silly movie. You know, whatever it is that mm-hmm. is going to, or, you know, or sit down with your paints or go and, mm-hmm. you know, do something Read a fun creative. book. <laughs> Read a fun book. Yeah, exactly. Just, just lose yourself in something No more nonfiction. That- fiction. <laughs> <laughs> yes, exactly. Go for the fiction. <laughs> go, for the, go for the things that uh, amuse you. You know, so you're lightning, lightning. And you can see that if you took somebody who was super stressed, you know, stomach ulcers, you know, really kind of actually making them go out and have a laugh, you know, making them go and shake their hips, have a dance, read a fun book, relax. Obviously, that's going to be healing for them. That's that's Mm -hmm. going to bring them back into balance a little bit more. Equally, Mm -hmm. if you've got a little you know, a very sorry for itself fire that's really too cool and there's embers there, but it's not burning brightly and it's not keeping you warm. What are you going to do to to get that fire going well? You're going to blow on it. You're going to use air. You're going to get your bellows out, just a gentle flame. You're going to fan the flames. So in which case, if somebody's solar plexus chakra is underpowered and they are lacking in strength and energy and vitality and enthusiasm and all of those things that that the Manipura gives us, then we're going to introduce air. So we're going to introduce breathing exercises, beautiful pranayamas. We're going to think about anything, you know, maybe even, and this is the other way that I love to use the elements is by inviting people to just become aware of the elements. You know, Mm. like I'm lucky Mm -hmm. to live like five minutes from the sea. And so I can Mm -hmm. go and stand on the cliffs and be buffeted by, you know, right (laughs) now, like freezing North Sea wind, (laughs) freeze your face. But it's, so invigorating. It's right. you know, but, and while your feet are in the earth and you're getting water and air, all of it, yeah, exactly. all at the same but time. Mm-hmm. Even if you don't live by the sea and you can go and get all of that, just being outside and just feeling the quality of the air and the breeze, just like a, a breeze on your skin. We don't notice that unless it's you know a filthy gale in our faces when we're going. Oh my good lord, mm. let me ask you. We don't notice that. Like really try and connecting with that. But the breath breath work mm-hmm. is, is what I always, you know, try to bring in because that element of air brings in with it a sense of freedom, of release, mm-hmm. of lightness. And with the breath, always we have rhythm. So it it's, has a momentum mm-hmm. that will bring us back into stasis. So that's, you know, we use using the element there is incredibly healing. So the other 
chakra that I always use the element for is is the throat chakra, which is one that a lot of people have always have issues with. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Especially us women, you know, it's not always our fault. Sometimes it's ancestral. And so we just have to work with it. Mm-hmm. But finding our voices, being authentic, finding our truth and being able to really speak our truth mm-hmm. can be challenging to say the very least, to put ourselves out there in what feels like a quite a dangerous position, you know, raising the hand and speaking Mm -hmm. out is is scary. Mm -hmm. And so in order to strengthen this beautiful throat chakra, this beautiful throat energy that we have, I always invite people to sing. And Mm -hmm. if I come across somebody whose throat chakra is not healthy, is not balanced. I always ask them, you know, do you ever sing? And more often than not, they mm-hmm. go, oh, no, I can't sing. I can't sing. <laughs> I, I was told when I was four not to sing or something, you know, like some tiny little mm-hmm. horrible, you know, that classic little samskara that's been planted when we were wee things. Mm-hmm. So they believe that they can't sing, they don't sing, and they shouldn't sing, and so they don't sing. And I'm here to tell you that everybody can sing and everybody should sing, mm-hmm. and it doesn't matter what you sound like. And if you're in the privacy, mm-hmm. the best place for singing is in your car, in my view, mm-hmm. because you can rank up the music, lad, so you can't even hear yourself. That's the best. <laughs> <laughs> and just so true. Me, it's so true. Yeah. You know, the shower is all very well if you've actually got a nice voice because then you actually want to listen to yourself. But no, the car, crank it up. <laughs> and, and, and just let it go and emote, you know, put mm-hmm. on Whitney, do the whole thing, throw the head right, back. Feel it, feel it. <laughs> and, <laughs> and it is incredibly healing for the throat. Mm-hmm. I had a client once whose throat chakra was closed. It was the classic thing, do you sing or God never? And I said, right, mm-hmm. your homework is to sing. And they got in the car. They had a, like a two, three-hour journey. And they got in the car and they put on, and I have no idea why, but it was the choice that they had. And maybe actually this choice was was quite significant in some spiritual way. But they decided to put on hymns. Mm-hmm. You know, and I don't know if, mm-hmm. if US and UK share the same hymns, but you know, anyway, hymns. So for me, hymns are kind of a bit yeah. dirge. I'm not really a, a huge fan of, of hymns and organ music, but she sang mm-hmm. hymns three hours straight and it changed her life. <laughs> she got out of the <gasps> and and actually then said everything that she had been wanting to say. Mm. Yes. It, it 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 ended a relationship, but it was a relationship that needed to be ended. But it mm. was it was not a it was a toxic relationship, and she mm-hmm. was just sitting and not really kind of not saying how she actually felt, and it was really mm-hmm. unhealthy. And mm. yeah, she got out of the she got out of the calm like you know I don't know within a couple of days she was like right we need to have this conversation, and she sat down and she said everything she had to say, and you know and it wasn't instant, but it shifted something really big in her energetically. So this element mm. of sound in the throat, I think is pretty mm-hmm. darn powerful. I think it's a very, yeah. very strong. 
I, I think it's so interesting. So my my recommendation on there, so I have a another mm-hmm. layer to that is I always suggest if you have something to release or movement, and it's all movement, but I think it's just kind of a little nuance is to um, recommend singing or if they need to grow that strength, because I've, I've also seen where they're so meek that they don't feel like they have worth to tell their tell their story yet. So mm-hmm. if we have to grow this energy, I start with suggesting that they hum mm. mouth closed, but like begin to grow the energy first. Yeah. But it's still all movement of the energy. But I, f- I find when I have clients that have a lot of apathy and don't feel like they have a right to their voice or don't have the words to say or the confidence to say what they need to say that they can build it, but hold on to it until it's big enough to release it. Yeah. No, I mean, humming is, humming is really, really wonderful because you're then actually beginning to create your own resonance. You're beginning to create the vibrations. Mm, You're really literally creating energy when you hum, I mean, when you sing, but humming Mm -hmm. is, is really magical. Like that Brahmari bee breath, Brahmari pranayama, which is where you close Mm -hmm. your ears, eyes mm-hmm. and you hum your exhalation and it's such a powerful mm-hmm. it's very very soothing to the nervous system mm-hmm. because you've got mm-hmm. the vagus nerve right near your voice box and so mm-hmm. create that kind of sustained hum and that sustained vibration actually really soothes the vagus nerve which just tips you back into your sympathetic into your parasympathetic nervous system your rest and digest which is where you want to be Mm-hmm. And I'll include a link down below to the meditation that Roseanne is talking about. But essentially, you are closing off all of the orifices on your head. <laughs> so you're closing your eyes and your ears and and then you hum and it creates this. I think ultimately it's suggested more as like a third eye clearing because it it creates this vibration and resonance that is supposed to break up anything that might be stagnant there within this space. So I'll include a link down below. Roseanne, I don't know if you have one specifically, I will include yours down below. But this is the meditation that she's talking about is this humming the technique that she's talking about. Yeah. Yeah. No, I've, I did an Instagram ages ago, so I'll, I'll send you the link to that because it is, okay. it is perfect. It is a yeah. It's a great breath. It's mm-hmm. a really powerful, but you're right. You know, and that's the wonderful thing about a lot of practices that we do is that we can use the same practice, but just direct them in a different direction. All we need to do is set our mm. intention to where they're going and you know mm-hmm. where the attention and the intention goes is where the energy goes so if we're wanting to do it mm-hmm. in order to free up the throat then we can do that and if we're wanting to to do it to clear our third eye to maybe even be specifically to you know give the pineal gland a lovely little rub a little a little massage then then we can do that also so it really depends on what mm-hmm. your intention is as to how you can use this mm-hmm. these, these different tools and this different breath but yeah, so it's mm, so beautiful. If there is someone who is unaware of what their symptoms are or what or they're hearing this for the first time and they might be interested in using the elements to balance, where would be a good starting place for them? Where do you where would you suggest that they begin to balance all of them collectively or where where would be a first step for people? 
Okay, well, always starting at the beginning would be grounding and earthing ourselves. I keep coming across these things on social media where people have, you know, like these electricians, they've got like um, a device that they, a little metal thing and a, and a reader, meter reader thing, and they can put it on uh, on a wire to see if it's live or, or something, but they get a reading off it. And I've seen these wonderful things mm-hmm. where they can they put it on the earth and it comes to a positive reading and then they put it on you know a concrete or or a tile or a wall or something and it goes to a negative like the earth actually has this very tangible measurable electronic electric frequency that we can absorb and match vibrationally and it's so simple Mm -hmm. as taking yourself out into nature but you kind of have to take your shoes off to really get the benefit. Mm-hmm. Now, in the UK, at this time of year, taking your shoes off outside is not really the most pleasurable <laughs> thing to do. It's cold and <laughs> but being grounding yourself with the earth, so being on actual earth, so being in the woods, being on the beach, being in a field, being in your garden, finding any kind of natural. So if you're in the city, find a park. You know, there's always a little corner of grass somewhere or even like dirt. As long as it's not man-made fully, then it will have that mm-hmm. beautiful frequency that you're actually after connecting with. And Mm-hmm. And the practice, it's all very well. You can get there and you stand on the grass and you go, okay, so I'm standing on the grass, now what? Hmm. For me, <laughs> again, it's about intention. And you go, right, I'm standing on the grass and what's beneath my feet is grass and it's alive. And what's beneath that is earth that has been created over years and years of all the debris. And it's rich with bugs and worms and nutrients and things that I need to, you know, that can grow food that will give me energy and life. And what's beneath that? There's rock, there's the solidity, there's water. Then you go even deeper and deeper and you know that you only have to go, you know, really only a few meters down before you hit rock. You might hit clay, chalk, all these beautiful different elements that live there. Then you might hit yeah, a big aquifer of water, then beneath even deeper in, we're getting into the the earth's core, the warmth of the earth begins to be there really quite soon. There might be crystals, minerals, go deeper, 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 deeper. Imagine, just just picture what is underneath your earth, underneath your feet, right until you get to the very center of that energetic heart of mother earth that holds so much energy you know you only have to see that that beautiful that uh, volcano any volcano but the recently in iceland where the earth split apart was this long fissure and this magma came out and it's just like full of energy all of that <laughs> energy that's held within the earth all we have to do is just intentionally connect with it and we're there you know, it's it comes down to that sort of matching the vibration, matching the vibration to the element. So as you said earlier, when I was saying, because I live near the sea and I'm very lucky, you know, you can go to the sea and you can get a triple whammy, you know, go to the sea and light a little <laughs> light fire and you got quadruple whammy, but the earth burying your feet in the sand, getting in any kind of, so that's the first one, obviously into the root. And this is where you're going to feel Mm -hmm. safe. At the root chakra, this is where your security is, your foundation. This is where your survival is based. Like if your root chakra is out of 
balance, then everything else above it is going to be a bit wonky. It's like setting down your foundations all wrong. Like the rest of the building is going to be scary, frankly. It's not going to, you know, not going to be one you want to live in for sure. So getting your root into the earth. The other practice that I like to do, which is a meditation, which many people will have heard of, and it's a very common one, is to imagine that you yourself are growing roots to allow your roots to grow down through the earth, through the rock, through the water, through the crystals, into the magnetic heart, hot heart of the earth. And mm-hmm. breathe up that energy in the hill and f- allow that energy to come in and allow it to be an exchange. So as you exhale, you're giving your gratitude and your love back to the earth. Inhale its mm-hmm. energy. Exhale gratitude and love back to the earth. Mm-hmm. There's so many different ways that you can use that elemental side of of rooting, of earthing, grounding yourself, which are powerful. Your illustration of the excavating of Mama Earth and moving down and really imagining the clay and the crystals, that was such beautiful imagery. And I think it adds such a depth to the idea of one that you're talking about resonating in that same vibration of earth, but I think it allows you to add harmony to that, to that frequency. So you have a little bit of crystal, you have a little bit of clay, you have a little bit of, as you make your way down through, every time I've done that meditation, I always talk about the crust of the earth, the mantle of the earth, the inner core, the outer core, and and describe it that way. But it was so beautiful to listen to you describe this as the crystals and the clay. And and I could feel as you were describing it, the different vibrations and the different, you know, because clay is a little bit softer than crystal and crystal is harder. And then, you know, ultimately getting to the hot molten lava. But I thought that was I mean, it was that was just such a beautiful journey. I felt like you you took us on to describe and to feel into the nourishment that Earth provides to our energy system as well as to our body. Yeah, thank you. And I think I think the other thing that 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 came up for me actually was interesting when you played that back to me. What came up for me was thinking actually, you know that it just echoes who we are as humans because Mm. sometimes, you know, we are made up of all of those things. You know, we are made up of all of these various elements. You know, we are earthly beings. You know, we have to go to the bathroom many times a day. You know, we all do that, whether you're a king or a pauper, we all have to do that. Mm -hmm. And at the same time, we are all able to put on jewelry and and make ourselves look fine and fancy. Like we're made up of all of these different parts of us are are the same Mm -hmm. as the earth. You know, we've got hot headed moments where we just like, and then there are moments where Mm -hmm. we're just really down and dirty and, you know, (laughs) and and we're hard and we're soft and we're pliable and we're movable. And sometimes we can be concrete, which is not as great. (laughs) You know, we can be stuck in the mud or we can be fluid and moving. Exactly. And then that brings us on to to water, the next element and uh, the sacral. And and I love working with the sacral energy, especially in yoga practice, because there's so many movements that we can do and poses that we can do that will allow us to feel into that 
element of water, that fluidity, that kind of the sensuality of water. And we can connect with water. Obviously, we need to drink a lot of water, you know, in our <laughs> lives to stay healthy and all of the rest of it. But, you know, every time you have a shower, like you can you can take a moment to just stand there and just feel the beautiful warm water running over your body. It's like, it's a really sensual thing just to, and I'm not mm-hmm. talking in a sexual way. I'm talking in the just like mm-hmm. beautiful senses, sensual. It mm-hmm. is, that word sensual has been hijacked by sex and that's slightly annoying. I, agreed. <laughs> But this, you know, just like really feeling into the sensuality of having that, the, this warm water running over your body, like connect. Mm-hmm. Well, and the core of that word is senses. So it's, you know, what does that smell like? What does that feel like? What does that look like? And so really sensual is the embodiment of the senses yeah. as opposed to sex, like what you're saying. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Exactly. But yeah, I mean, it, it has it has a relevance for both parts of our lives, I suppose. But in this instance, and it can be because obviously, mm-hmm. the sacral, sacral chakra is where we hold our sexual power is where we hold our mm-hmm. sexual energy as well. Mm-hmm. So, you know, why not? feed one with the other just you know feeling feeling into that sort of creativity but again you know Mm -hmm. sitting by a body of water you know we're mostly made up of water so when we sit beside a body of water whether that's a stream or a river or a lake or a sea whatever it is there's kind of a sense of homecoming there's a sign of sense of familiarity Mm -hmm. with water it's very very Mm -hmm. soothing nervous system to be mm-hmm. around water it's just it just works and mm-hmm. so when we are out of balance when our sacral chakra energy is feeling depleted you know when we're not feeling creative we're not feeling joy and we're not feeling fun or pleasure and connection or connection exactly because mm-hmm. this is where we hold our one-to-one relationship energy as well mm-hmm. Water can be, yeah, can be a very healing place to go. And, you know, there's no, mis- mm-hmm. there's no, no mystery really as to why, you know, walking hand in hand along a beach with your partner isn't one of the most romantic things you can do because <laughs> who doesn't love walking by the waves? There's, everybody knows there's something special. And we all spend billions of dollars and pounds a year paying to fly to be beside the sea mm-hmm. on holidays mm-hmm. because it makes us feel relaxed. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like, and connect with woods and and nature and in the forest way but mm-hmm. connecting with water is how much fun do we have playing in the waves i mean mm-hmm. just mm-hmm. see, there's a bit of a wave jumping over it you're just screaming with laughter in like seconds it's the best fun you know, splashing around. I know. And, you know, that's why they have all the water tables for all the babies. They will spend just hours <laughs> playing mm-hmm. in the water. So whether you're one or 101, water yeah. is delightful. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Exactly. So, I mean, where, where are we? So then we've got fire. I mean, we've, we've talked about fire a lot already, mm-hmm. the solar plexus. But that for me, you know, can be anything from this, you know, sitting with a candle, just doing a candle gazing meditation can be really powerful. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, lighting a fire, you know, if, you, if you're lucky enough to have a fireplace in your house or if you've got a space outside where you could have a little bonfire or, you know, when you can get one of those mm-hmm. lovely 
um, grates that you can put outside and sit around a fire. And if you can imagine, like if if you went round to a friend's house and it was kind of a summer evening, but it was getting a bit cooler and you were all having a nice time hanging around outside. If someone came out and lit a fire outside, you would be there all night. Mm. You know, the glow mm. of the, that connection that you then get, like if there's no fire, no one's hanging around outside. It taps <laughs> true. You know, it taps into a very primeval part of us that used mm. to spend every evening sitting around a fire in communion with our tribe. And, you know, this is the solar plexus is like where we fit in in the world. It's it's our place in the world, our, our exterior side, if you like. You know, it's that that's mm-hmm. intellect, enthusiasm, ambition. It's that sort of, and to do all of those things is, is connecting. We, we very rarely can do that alone. And so there's nothing more beautiful than sitting around a fire with, with people and, you know, just chewing the fat, just having ideas, just <laughs> telling them That's true. It brings out something energetically that's really different. And, you know, yeah, mm-hmm. we can do all the lovely, you know, core work, yoga pose, exercise, all of that obviously will feed into the to the solar plexus. But if you want a shortcut, get to the element, get to the fire, even if it's just mm-hmm. a candle. You know, mm-hmm. if you're sitting across mm-hmm. from your partner having dinner, like how different is it if you just light just one candle, just light a candle and put mm-hmm. it between you? Mm-hmm. There's something about the energy of it. Yeah, when I feel myself feeling extra stressed, as I have the last few weeks with work, I now have a candle that a girlfriend of mine gave to me that I've now just been lighting. And the candle itself is actually gold too, which is really helpful. But I have found that just the lighting of that candle has nullified the the stress and the solar plexus excessive challenges that I've been having recently. So it is, it is true. I, and I know if you're brand new to this, just experiment is our recommendation. Really, it takes nothing to get a candle and try it, but it truly does energetically balance and draw in strength when you need it most. Yeah. I mean, imagine if you, and I bet loads of people do this without even thinking, they're just like, oh, I'm really stressed out. I'm just going to go and have a nice bath. I'm going to light a candle. I'm going to lie in a bath. You are already (laughs) with some Epsom salt. I'm going to pour some Epsom salt in because then you're adding earth. (laughs) Exactly. Mm -hmm. Uh, You know, and you're, 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 you're already connecting and rebalancing, you know, innately that that's going to make you feel Mm -hmm. better. And is it the water? Is it the candle? Is it the, or is it the, it's the energy of it. You just know that there's something about it that, that is doing you good. But when you Mm -hmm. know that you're connecting with this, with your energetic centers, with your energetic body, with something deeper and more fundamental than just your physical body, that you're dealing Mm -hmm. with your conscious, subconscious, with your soul, that you're really connecting at a deep level with your higher self in those moments, then it becomes all the more powerful. Just that switching on of intention is Mm -hmm. very, very special. Mm-hmm. No, intention is so powerful and makes all the difference. Mm. I know you have to wrap up soon. Do you want to share any more about heart and ether? I know you've talked a little bit if there was any final final words on air and ether. Well, I mean, I would say just briefly then. So with the heart, it's air. And I, you know, I spoke briefly to that pranayama, feeling the air on your, in your hair, mm-hmm. in your, on your skin. But third eye is light. And 
again, I ask you to think about the quality of light that you have in your homes, in your room. Like if you have one of those mm-hmm. beautiful Himalayan salt crystal lights, I don't know. Mm-hmm. If you have harsh overhead lights compared to soft, beautiful golden lights that are low. The energy that is, just feel that different energy. Feel mm-hmm. into what colors you feel really drawn to. You know, if it's pinks and oranges that you really love, then indulge yourself. Like give your feast to the eyes to heal mm. and connect that third eye. And then at the crown, ether. I mean, this is meditation. Everything, as you, you as well you know, the answer to everything at the crown chakra is always meditation. Mm-hmm. But that equals thought, really, because if you're doing a silent meditation, you're just sitting there observing your thoughts. If you're doing a guided mm-hmm. meditation, your thoughts are being guided. So mm-hmm. just that connection with thoughts. And then that brings me to the key of thoughts, which is affirmation. So for that, mm-hmm. for that crown chakra, just very carefully observing the words that you use within your own inner voice. Notice when that inner critic starts poking its nasty little head up and <laughs> the language of that. And notice the words and the affirmations that you that you use yourself within within yourself, within conversation with yourself, mm-hmm. noticing your thoughts. And I think that is the most powerful thing and, and that's most easily done through a regular medita- meditation practice. So, yeah, I mean, we mm. could, as well, you know, Aaron, we could talk for hours. <laughs> for hours. <laughs> so good. I'm sorry. <laughs> no, this was so beautiful. And like you said earlier, it's so nice to just talk with someone who is so studied and so knowledgeable about this system and to hear your beautiful describing of it. I just, I sit and bask in your descriptions of it because you have such an eloquent way to describe your experience. And I think what you are doing with the elements is so beautiful and so important and such a powerful way to heal the body, mind, and soul collectively and draw us back into our connection with the universe and with Mama Earth and to remember that we are made up of all of these elements. And so as we return back to the appreciation and dedication and connection with each of those elements, we then ourselves find ourselves balanced, whole, and healed. Beautifully put. Thank you, Erin. Yeah. Absolutely. So good. Roseanne, thank you so, so much to be continued. I know there'll be many more and I'm so grateful for you. If people want to learn more from you, how can they do that? Where can they go to learn more with you as their teacher? Ah, okay. Thank you. So the best way is to go to my website, which is chat chakra-way.com. And there you will find everything that I offer. So my chakra course, the one that I'm running at the moment or just about to launch again is the chakra way journey, which is like a seven month immersion course, which is totally like personalized to you. And it involves two chakra readings, one at the beginning and the end. So you can see where your development Mm. has been. I also offer just just a chakra reading. So if you are really interested to know where your chakras are at right now, and 
get a whole load of very personalized advice for you as to how you can find a bit more balance in your life. Then you can find that there. You can find links to my yoga classes. There's lots of free resources there. There's lots and lots of things, plus a link to my podcast. All, all there. But just search Ch- Chakra Way. If you search Chakra Way anywhere, you'll find me. Awesome. And when does that class begin? When does your your seven-month journey begin? Well, I'm going to start taking, you know, I'm, I'm already talking to people, doing discovery calls and getting people sort of lined up for it. But I'm probably going to launch that again, probably mid-February, something like that, okay. towards the end of February, Perfect. I'm thinking. Yeah. Right. Lunar New Year. Perfect. Perfect timing. <laughs> yes. Awesome. Awesome. So go and check out the Chakra Way with Roseanne. She is wonderful and so lovely. Thank you again. I'm so, so grateful for you. Thank you for spending this time with me and sharing your wisdom with our listeners. And I'm just so grateful for you. Thank you so much for being here today. Absolute pleasure as always. Thank you, Erin. Thank you. Thank you so much for joining us for this incredible session. I hope you check out the Chakra Way and dive into your own elemental journey. There is such powerful healing here. I'm so excited for you. Good luck this week and I will see you next week. Love yourself enough to heal. Heal yourself enough to thrive. Take care. 